0: have not followed his triple h horse racing podcast you're missing out it's one of the best podcasts in the country good evening and welcome to episode 292 of the hhh racing podcast i'm your proud host howard kravitz thank you very much for joining us tonight as we're going to be covering two things one A quick recap of the Pennsylvania Derby Day this past Saturday with some very exciting results. And then our first sort of unofficial Breeders' Cup preps are starting this weekend at Churchill Downs. We're going to be covering the ACAC Stakes, which is a one-mile dirt race. And it is a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. And then also the Grade 2 Lucas Classic at Churchill this Saturday, which is a preview and a um, prep for the Breeders' Cup Classic. Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. After you do that, hit that notification bell so that you know when new content will arise. And we have a lot of content coming up, especially for the Breeders' Cup here is I'm repping the hat, I'm repping the shirt, and then also smash that like button, of course. That will send the YouTube algorithm to our channel and let everyone know this is a great place to come for all of your horse racing information. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at hkravitz on the name tag at the bottom and scrolling at the bottom of the screen, the email hkravitzhorse at gmail com. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on and Anchor. We have some power picks uh, as well. We have our regular power picks, of course, are on Saturdays. Please make sure you check that out through patreon.com where we have regular power picks. But also, and i got to change the banner here because it says Saratoga, and we've got to change this to Keeneland. We have just started, and as most people already know because some people have already received the email for that but we have keeneland only power picks i'm gonna head and bring it up on the screen there it is right there keeneland well it says races at the spa i forgot to change the banner that's okay uh races at keeneland race course let me check change that again for everyone here uh we have power picks just for keeneland Go to our website, RacingPodcast.com. Let's see if that... There we go. Um, Races at Keeneland starts October 6th. Please go to our website, RacingPodcast.com, where you can subscribe two different ways. Either every weekend, there's three weekends, Friday through Sunday, and you can subscribe for a discount of weekend-only power picks at Keeneland, or... You can subscribe only for individual weekends for one of the three weekends only, but the best thing you do is subscribe every weekend. You get a discount for that. Again, go to our great website, HHHRacingPodcast.com, and you can find out about our Keeneland-only power picks. We're going to be talking about uh, ABC grids, price plays, spot plays, expert analysis, including the great $3 uh, all-turf pick three. It's a great bet not only that, Jim Goodman of Keeneland Racecourse will be here this Thursday to talk about all the wagering options you have at the fantastic fall Keeneland meet. you want to check that out during our flagship show Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. also want to mention Adelphi Racing. Adelphi Racing with Matt Cuter. You can see the information on the bottom of the screen. If you are listening to this, uh, please go to adelphiracing.com, one word. Or you can email Matt Cuter, the managing uh, director, managing, racing manager, at matt at adelphiracing.com. Again, matt at uh, Adelphi bought two horses at the Keelan September sale, and one of them is still available, I believe, only through tomorrow, Wednesday, as we're taking this on Tuesday night. If you're in buying a piece of a fantastic filly, by lauban i believe a new york bred could be very talented uh please contact matt cuter at adelphiracing.com or his email matt at adelphiracing.com or if you're just looking to get into the ownership business Adelphi Racing is a great place to go last thing a uh, instagram we are on instagram uh you can see on the bottom of the screen there Instagram.com backslash hhh racing podcast again, Instagram.com and then just backslash hhh racing podcast. We have a great Instagram page, check it out. We have information there as well. All right, before I go to some comments that we have, is we have a lot of people already in the comment section. Let me bring on my wonderful co host from the east coast of Maryland, to bring Him on TV's He's excited for these breeders cup races as i am pete visco pete how are we doing
1: i'm good what's going on
0: i'm doing right we got a lot of comments in the chat pete let's see who's here real quick before we start of it. course racing downwind better known as david duncan is here david how you doing you see Dave uh, racing downwind's changed his banner there pete to the breeders cup 2023 logo it's the 40th anniversary we're very excited about that uh michael austin should we ask michael about reincarnate no nah, i think we'll just let that go well we can bring it up during when we i think we'll wait for, still, still wait for the race
1: for the race
0: yeah Ooh. all right we'll, we'll 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 wait for that um richard avalar is here uh you look like joe cool in your Breeders cup colors thank you richard avalar i don't know about the cool part but i'll take it mr pete great pick over gunite you're a master handicapper wow very I'll nice. The,
1: the, the PayPal is on the way, Richard. The PayPal of the payment for that comment is on the way.
0: There we go. We're going to talk about Gunite and Nimitz class a little bit. Also, uh, tonight we got Cal Roscoe in the house. What's up from Benton and Boozen. Uh Speaking of which, I actually didn't. Well, I was on the banner originally, Pete. We've got two great shows coming up this week. Tomorrow night, of course, Benton and Boozen. They're going to be covering Belmont. Uh, and they have a huge day on Saturday with their Breeders' Cup prep races, or at least some of them. Check out Ben and Booze and tomorrow Night Pete eight, excuse me, nine p.m. Eastern with all the boys are going to be there. And then, of course, our flagship show Thursday night seven thirty Eastern. We're going to be tackling Santa Anita's great uh, Breeders' Cup prep races slash uh, pick five. Pete, it's all starting. If, if you haven't done your homework, you need to start doing your homework. And I, when I say you, of course, I don't mean you specifically, talking to the people at large. The Breeders' Cup uh, takes a lot of studying. We've watched these races and these horses all year long, but it's time to really deep dive, get into the Euros, et cetera.
1: Yeah, for sure. And lucky there's some good tools out there where they sort of they'll put all the Brennan you're in races in one place so you can sort of watch them all. There's a lot of great tools. Makes it a lot easier now to handicap in advance than it used to be back in the day, for sure.
0: Yeah, don't wait too long, for sure. Uh, Ron Asterman is here. What's up, Ron? Matt Miller. I think he's done a few good things in the contest world and, and horse racing overall. Matt, thanks for joining the show. How are you doing tonight? uh let's see ups oh, look who's here we haven't seen him for a while siggy siggy mendoza former uh guest by the way on the show hi guys exciting weekend yes uh for sure uh he's got some predictions and strategies and more on siggy mendoza oh he's got his own picks wow there you go okay so he's got siggy check out siggy mendoza as well all right oh uh, there we go that uh, kyle promo for mount i check it out. Vosburg. Joe Hirsch, a, a little uh, Cody's wish action. I don't know if you've read the news, but there's some very interesting entrants at um, Belmont this weekend. Uh, Pete Rebels Romance is running in the Joe Hirsch on the turf, that. and oh, I'm drawing. Oh, Algiers, Algiers finished second in the Dubai World Cup, is a, going on a trial run here on the on the main dirt at Belmont. If he runs well, we might see Algiers in the Breeders' Cup Classic. And, Pete, if you've got a really good we'll, – we'll talk a lot more, but I'll just end our little preview here at this, our or pregame. If you've got a really good horse over in Europe or Middle East or Japan or anywhere and you think they can run on dirt, this is the year to beat the Americans in the classic, in the classic because as much as I personally like Archangelo and some others, the best these horses have run of, you know, what, 103, 105 buyers – It is it is up for the taking the Breeders Cup Classic this year for a foreign invader in my. Well, you saw
1: Dermasodagaki today. They said he's whatever was ailing him has cleared up, so he is pointing to the Classic as well. I thought I I saw on Twitter somewhere today, so that's another one. I mean, I don't. Again, the yeah, I I think the yeah, I think it's going to be that we may have a little bit more of a foreign contingent in the Classic than we're used to seeing, and they're going to come in with a shot, which is going to be exciting.
0: And I think it's great. Listen, I want more. The more entries we have, the merrier. The more, you yeah. know. Um, I, I have a feeling the classics will be a big field, but I don't know. We, we, we've long way to wait to talk about that. But uh, yeah, let, let's have as many.
1: It'll be uh, a nice uh, race for the middle of the pick five this year.
0: Yeah, it's and it's gonna be the third to last <laughs> race, third, everyone. Yeah, yeah. The third third leg last, of the pick five. Not even the penultimate leg. Pick it's gonna five. be the, yeah. <laughs> the third to last race on Saturday. All right. Uh, let's see here oh here's a good question Ron Then we we'll start started what's your over and under on number of starters for the classic Pete you want to take a guess on that
1: what's the what's the cap is it do we know what the is there a cap on the number because I would go pretty um, high on I would the, go on the
0: sand needed dirt I'm guessing is a complete guess 14 would be that's my what guess. I was I
1: was thinking 14 because that was the number I was gonna say Well, he for, wants
0: the over under so he wants I like would that, say the over
1: under would probably be 11 and a half
0: would say. Hmm. I think I would go under on that one, by the way, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think that's, I mean,
1: I'm, I mean, if I had a horse that had any sort of any sort of class at all, it's going, I would think. Thank you. There we go.
0: Jeff Amster 14. Hey, Matt
1: with the 11 and a half. Matt Miller 11 and and a half.
0: All right, let's get on. We're two things. And people are wondering why is there Churchill Downs banner at the top, because the prep race that we're talking about tonight, are going to be Saturday at Churchill downs and they are both um, of course uh, well, one's an official prep for the breeders cup of winning year and the other not. So it's not a win in you in, but some of those horses you'd think would be pointing towards the classic. But before we do that, Pete, let me talk, take the banner off the screen. We're going to very briefly talk about the goings on at parks. Listen, first of all, they uh, last Saturday, they got the races off Pete, right? That that's the good thing. And, and, also, people were wondering. Uh, Paul Howard has a work commitment tonight. He's hoping to join us, though. Pete, I'm I feeling he will join us late, but he has an important work commitment uh, tonight. Hopefully, Paul will be joining us. Pete, at least they got the races off. The weather, actually, I mean, it wasn't good, but it wasn't like torrential downpour the whole time. I mean, it was ugly. It was just rain, yeah. But just it was rain. rain. I mean, it was sloppy. It was wet. Whatever. I didn't really think there was much of a bias. I think you did want to be in the middle of the track, but there were some there was some closing. I think you were better off in the middle of the track showing early speed. I think that's how at least I felt like Saturday played.
1: Yeah, that seems right. That seems right. Not my favorite type of day. I don't, I don't, I no, thought I the agree. speed, I thought the speed was sort of, I mean, I guess it depends on the race, depends on the horse. So, you know, we always talk about the bias, but a good horse can sort of overcome a bias. So you never know in some races. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Unless you're riding with Biden and you were just running in the puddle, you're not getting well, second,
0: right? Oh, that! <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about that race, but boy, did Paco! Oh, look,
1: yeah, RDW. Boy, we're, we're on this, that we're, one Me and I mean, RDW was, are in the same wavelength down God, there. I mean,
0: that was if you had riding with Biden for second. That was completely ridiculous. But anyway, let, let's talk about the parks. My other, Pete, and you were—I won't say you were against Gunite, but you were trying to beat Gunite. I personally was not, to be honest. We're not going to show the replay, Pete. But Nimitz Class runs one of his better races, and I thought he was. Well, he was regressing until Saturday. I'm not really sure why he was able to step up in class, but congratulations to one of the best last names in horse racing, trainer Bruce Kravitz, of course, with with, uh, Nimitz (laughs) class. No relation, by the way, just in case anyone's wondering. Gets back to his 100 buyer. Gun Knight didn't run poorly, Pete, but just, again, was goofy a little bit with his lead changes in the lane. We've seen this before from him and did not get the job done and uh, got upset at 30 cents to the dollar. And as I'm talking here, we got to bring on, here's uh, Paul Halloran Ooh. is with us in the car. Oh, Are
1: you in a haunted house? Oh, Massachusetts. On, yeah.
0: How you doing, Paul? Oh,
2: it's been a long day, Howard. I need some horse racing to get my, uh,
1: <laughs> to balance the madness.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you sort of get settled in. Pete and I, we're just about to talk about the park smile. Pete, your impressions of the race.
1: Yeah, I think going in, I mean, we talked about Gunite being super vulnerable and a horse that was going to be at, a, at, a, well, at least one of us on the show talked about him being super vulnerable. I won't say, I won't toot my own horn and say who, but he's just, <laughs> you know, two turns is just not his gig. And, and I think that's what it comes down to. And that's why I was comfortable beating him here. And I assume we'll talk about him from a breeder's cup perspective in a minute so I won't I won't step on that but I just thought in this race he he just wasn't as good two turns isn't his game and and Nimitz class isn't a great horse by any stretch but he's a good enough horse who has tactical enough ability to sit close and basically that's what he did he sat sort of a a great trip, sat off a horse, you know, Mish was sort of a, you know, Mish wasn't the strongest of speed horses, wasn't someone you were super afraid of to get really loose. You thought was Gunite would get the lead and you see if somebody can come get him. and Nimitz class was able to do it.
0: I mean, look, Paul, if someone told me that Gunite was going to run and I singled Gunite, I think I actually, I think you went a few deep, but you mainly use Gunite, I I believe in the pick five. No, you you were spread.
2: No, uh, well, I used them, but I was, as usual, I was in the camp of this is the time to try to beat them, but didn't okay. have the right didn't have the right horse to beat them. That, okay. That's the that's the part of that equation that I sometimes miss.
0: <laughs> well, look, here's my thought: if you had told me that Gunite. And I, I, I singled him on, you know, on the show, but I used horses underneath, including Nimitz class as a C, which did hurt me selfishly. I talked on the show. I don't like love the two turns for Gunite, but Pete and Paul, if someone told me that Gunite would run a 97, which is about what I said, I think on this, I think on the show I said he'd run like a 95 or small yep, you regression, did. but you, you know, I didn't see Niman's class running the hundred. I think that's what sort of surprised me, Paul.
2: Yeah, I didn't either, but I got to tell you how it it was. It was really, and I, I got I love I like Gunnite, I love him as a horse. Uh, I like the connection, so I got nothing against Gunnite, But it was one of my favorite results of the day. You know, I've written about Bruce. This, that was Bruce Kravitz, correct, who trains Nimitz class. Yes. Bruce is the uh, has won the training title at Penn National about 15 times. Uh, you know, he, he ships when he ships. It's you know, either the Parks or Presque Isle. You know, it's his biggest win of his career. And, he, and he's got, I don't know, 3,000 or so, whatever the number is. But yeah, just really happy when a guy like that wins on that stage. Um, and the horse earned it. As you said, Howard, he, you know, Gunite didn't really stub a toe with the 95. You know, was he capable of better? Sure. But, you know, it wasn't like he ran an 83, right? no. So, you know, he, Nimitz class – and, you know, for Gunite style and, – and, Pete, I, I hear you with the two turns, but, you know, knowing he's going to be, you know, forward, that's where you want to be on, on that track that day for sure. <laughs> you know, So um Nimitz class did a lot of running in that race, and I'm, I'm really happy for Bruce Kravitz and the connections.
1: By the way, real quick, the Nimitz class did, which was interesting and one of the reasons why I liked him – his only race on an off track was in the mud at Laurel and he actually ran a 99 buyer. So if you're looking at it just from a, can he get to above where we think Gunnight would be Nimitz class show that he can get to that number in certain spots. If he, if he runs his race and if the, I guess, if the race shape breaks the way he wants. And I think all of that sort of happened in this one.
0: The other thing I love about Bruce Kravitz is my last name is spelled the same way that he spells his last name, and it's a little unusual. Usually a lot of Kravitz's are ITZ or ETZ, but he also spells it ETS. I'll never forget the first time I saw that. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. But again, no relation uh, in case anyone's wondering. Pete, the last question I have, it's really for both you, and then we're going to move on. What do you do with gunite now? Now, the assumption here, or Steve Asmussen, pretty much said it, guys. That the reason why he's in this race is because they he really they were thinking about running the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile against Cody's Wish, by the way, uh, and keeping him away from Echo Zulu, who's a complete freakazoid, but is a mare or a filly. A four, she's four year old, right? So she's still a filly technically. And they were to run Echo Zulu in the Breeders' Cup Dirt Sprint against the boys. I'm assuming, guys, that's not going to change. What do you do with Night now?
2: It's a great question,
0: Howard. Um, You know,
2: similar to Bill Mott and and Godolphin, you know, backing off the classic route with Cody's Wish after the two-turn Whitney didn't work out, um, you got to think that unless they just think it wasn't his day and he didn't handle the track, and depending on the complexion, you know, if there's not a lot of speed in the dirt mile, you know, I, I don't, I think he can get a mile, um, but I think it does have to, to Pete's point, I think it's got to be under the right, right circumstances. And, you know, if he's low speed and, you know, we know our friend Cody kind of runs one way, you know, I, I wouldn't rule out them going that route. I, I don't see, I, I don't see the wisdom of, you know, putting them in the sprint if he's going to run Echo Zulu unless they just want to – unless they feel they have to double-team elite power.
0: Well, Paul, what's wrong with running 1-2? I mean, I just don't know, I like, I get it, but they're not the same styles. I think Gunite is not as fast as Echo. I think if they decide to go that way, Echo would send hard because that's what she does best. And Gunite can sit like a length or two off. I mean, I yep. just – I, you know, there's also some horses – we're going to talk about them tonight – Zozos, who will probably run in the dirt mile, is fast and very good. There's a horse called Saudi Crown, guys, that may – I would not be shocked if that horse is in the dirt mile. It, I, I'm getting that kind of vibe. Look, Pete, there's a – usually – you know, Baffert's going to send someone. Like, there's always speed in the dirt mile. I just – is not winning that race based don't think I don't, think he, could,
1: I don't think he could all. win. I don't think he could He's win. Not. I'd rather win two, race, two Breeders' Cup races than finish one, two in a race, too. They could win – you know, Winchell and Nasmussen could win two Breeders' Cup races if they well, really wanted to. I think Echo well,
0: Zulu's going to go against the boys. I know, but like I'm that. saying
1: I'd, I'd almost rather just win two. Why not win well, two? I, I,
0: I, oh, you're saying send Echo Zulu to the girls and have this gun. Because I think
1: Knight's I don't, I don't think Gunai can win the mile. I, don't, I would go on I record agree. right now. A t- I, he's a toss I, for me, 100%. Well, Unless, I, I, think,
2: I think a lot – we're going to know a little more after Saturday – uh, even though it's a seven furlong race, you know, we, we need to see how Cody's wish responds from what was clearly a subpar effort. You know, I I spoke with Michael Banahan from Godolphin again on Saturday at Parks, and I said, You know, Michael, I understand, you know, you guys had to do what you did, and now you have to do what you're going to do. I will go to my grave believing. He didn't get beat because of two turns and one eighth of a mile. But that's me. You know, that's that's yep. my theory. Who the hell cares? I have theories on everything.
0: Well, Paul so, Charles B. brings up a good, he said, run Gunite, a mile of Breeders' Cup Santa Anita is different than what we saw at Parks. I agree. It's speed favoring. It's I just He's goofy. He does not switch leads. I've seen this a zillion times with Gunite. It took him a while to figure it out, guys, and he finally figured it out. But he didn't switch leads in the stretch, and that might have cost him again. He's just – he's a really good horse. I mean, really good. But it's not – he's not a two-turn horse. So it's going to be fascinating, guys. We've got plenty of time to talk about it. But it's, it's yeah, how really it going to
2: be Let me just say, having been You're there? Right, You're not going to get a more favorable mile setup than you did at, at, over two turns than you did at parks this past Saturday. Unless I don't see like what the
1: the,
2: Well, that 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 could be, uh, but he would be uh, he would be one of the few gun runners who didn't.
1: I mean, he's been really good. I mean, he, he they went at twenty
2: five percent, Howard.
1: He ran a great he ran a great no, second I, on the I, slop, I, two back. So it's you would think it wasn't the, the off track, but you never know. Every track's different. Right. Yeah. No,
0: I, I listen. It'll be. It's gonna be one of the interesting stories of the entries, guys. Really, great. Is what Atherton does because that's going to affect a lot of things, in my opinion. So that'll be interesting. Uh, let's go to the Cotillion, Paul. Let's once again talk about why the Cotillion was so cool on Saturday before we actually talk about the horses that ran.
2: Yeah, it was, and and of course, only you know the only it takes effort to insert a negative into such a great story. But as of you course. know, Howard. <laughs> the consistency of horse racing Twitter is to be admired, even though it should be repulsed. Uh, But uh, I did. um, Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what, and I'll be honest with you. And I I was there and I I met Philly Joe, by the way, again, which is a highlight of my day. The best. Um, I did a ton of work. I worked on the notes team. I was running quotes and writing stories, but I, I went back on Sunday on the way home. Or in the airport during my three-hour delay. And I listened to the call. And I honestly... And I'm never going to be truly objective when it comes to Jessica Parkhead. But I tried. It was a good call. Is she as good as Trevor Denman? Or Travis Stone? Or Frank Miramati? No, she's been doing it for seven months. Eight months. But forget the negative. It was... A wonderful thing she's the first woman to call a grade one race uh in the u.s and for all we know anywhere it was a good call she came back with the grade one pennsylvania derby and if you if you don't think she's great go listen to a race from last december when she started and then watch her tomorrow on packs and shouldn't we be judging people not on where they were at the beginning but how much they've improved,
1: Paul. The biggest so. thing is you don't have to like the way she calls a race, it's nothing against her. But you don't right. have to say it rudely exactly. for exactly. the public. Like, I, there's a million race callers, who I listen to them like, eh, I don't really like them that much. That's it, you think it in your head, and who gives a crap? You know, it, it doesn't affect how you bet the race, who cares? So, they're not giving her the Breeders' Cup to call or the yeah. Derby just yet. And so, Pete, so, relax, we had this, <laughs> Pete.
2: I'm so glad you said that because. Uh, Tom Law and myself and Tim Wilkin and Anthony Affronti uh, had that exact conversation at dinner after the races Saturday. How does it affect you? Yeah. Now, she's not inaccurate. Now, maybe you might say, well, she's not emotional enough, or I don't like that she says fifths and not the exact for whatever. How does it affect you as a race player? And, and, and more to your.
0: Okay. Oh, he
1: froze. That was in a an impassioned Paul, speech. There, by the way, by the way, the the, the very up close
0: Paul shot is a bit scary.
1: I love it. It's like no, Halloween. I love it. I'm, it's it. like I'm walking Halloween.
0: in. I'm walking in. Leave me alone. All right. <laughs> I, hey, Paul. You do know. you want us to take you off for a minute and bring you back on when you're ready?
2: No, I'm going right up to my uh, little cave here. All
0: right. I careful. might. I, I might. Right. Um,
2: you know what? I might do though. I might switch devices. Yeah. Let me yeah, switch go ahead. devices.
0: Uh, We'll, uh, All right. I'll, we'll I'm going to take you off, Paul. I'm gonna take yeah, you off I'll later. switch devices. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, l- let's get to the race. Ceiling Crusher, this was their Breeders' Cup. Doug O'Neill said, I have to admit, I didn't love her in this race. Um, I was wrong. She ran very well. But again, Pete, I just want to, you know, you can be right and wrong. Meaning you, meaning me. Right? So, I didn't love Ceiling Crusher, but when you look at the buyers, I mean, she got a 93. I, I... I- I thought Prez Mysterious would bump back to a better number. Occult, which was my pick, I don't understand. And Occult ran well, uh, Pete, and this, this race really bothered me because Occult was my biggest win, win bet of the day. And I just don't understand. Occult was the five here. I'm just going to be selfish for just a minute. I She broke fine. And Rosario, like, I, I don't know why, you know, he should have just kept using his uh, her speed a little bit and be – you know, somewhere, but, like, right here, I, I guess I, he's not asking at all. Like, do you see where my arrow is, Pete? She should be, like, yeah. right in here. She should, be like, up, like, following this horse, whoever this is. And she's, like, drugged back, and then when the six rushes up, she gets, like, in between horses, and then, like, he studies. And like, I just – look, I don't – I talked to Matt Bernier, actually, about this uh, through texting. If you would have told me Occult would have been last – and now you see that she's, like, rank and pulling – I mean, she can't win from here, Pete. I just don't understand the ride and the um, the, the strategy there. But we'll just go to the end of the race. Season Crusher took the lead, and she was game. I thought pretty mischievous. Who's right here, Pete? The three. Uh, there was my arrow. Had every chance to go by, and just she tipped out. I thought right here, pretty mischievous, was the winner. I am assuming you did also, like right here.
1: Uh No, I didn't. I was pissed the whole race because I didn't have ceiling crusher. And I, I thought the rides on because I had pretty mischievous and occult. And I thought the rides on both I didn't love because I thought ceiling crusher once she got her own way was going to be too hard to catch. So I, I didn't have any hope coming down the lane. Unfortunately, I wish actually I'm glad I didn't because it's one of those where if I'd have been cheering, I would have been even more mad. But I just didn't think I didn't watch either one thinking they had a shot to go by her. Well,
0: and also wasn't that where was Hoosiers Philly speed? I mean, like I I don't,
1: well, we know the thing is, we know, she doesn't have a race. It's a million
0: dollar race. I know it was sloppy track, but 47 and three, one twelve and four. Like, I mean, it's a million dollar race. I just, we've seen this a zillion times, Paul, and I'm sorry. It sounds like sour grapes, but Pete and Paul, I just don't under, let me bring Paul on. I just don't understand, guys, why they don't go after these horses early when you know Ceiling Crusher was the main speed. I, I just – I don't get it. I'm sorry. You know
2: what my takeaway from this race was?
0: Go ahead, Paul. What?
2: Pretty Mr. Vess is winning the Breeders' Cup this stuff. Ooh, I like that.
0: What? Wow, okay. Interesting. I, was gonna I say don't necessarily exact, agree, I ob- I was going like to say it. the exact like opposite it. tonight. Talk well, to me, Paul. Explain she, your rationale here.
2: She, to Pete's point, she was far behind. You know, we talked to... Tyler did not believe she handled the track whatsoever, at least until they got down the back stretch okay. And you weren't on that track. You weren't catching ceiling crusher. Um, you know, I, if she runs against ceiling crusher tomorrow, I'm cutting in line to better. I, I don't know. I just thought she ran the best race. Like, I.
0: Paul, I will – so. on live YouTube, Paul, I will put a gentleman's bet that Pretty Mischievous will not uh, finish in the top three in the Breeders' Cup just after. Ooh, ooh. No, I sense not. more than – I, I think – we And we're going to see you live, Paul, so I might eat my That's words right. live in person. How's that? I think
2: she's very good. I, I did. I don't think she lost anything. Ceiling crushes, good horse, had everything go her way. Edwin Maldonado rode the right race on the right day on the right racetrack. Hats off to him uh i i agree with you howard i was surprised i was very concerned about who's your filly in that race to the point where i used her as a b because i i, I kind of thought she could get that trip the trip mm-hmm. and i think the horse you liked how it also ran well a cult well she fin- uh, i, I cult- just
0: showed the incremental she finished faster than anyone and like yeah. we said she got she was dragged to the back and got steady a little bit and I actually like – I'm actually a little more interested in her in the Breeders' Cup than pretty mischievous, to be honest. I just think – and look, I love pretty mischievous. She's a great horse. She's just slow, though, Paul. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. Her best buyer's in 96, and I was going one turn at Belmont. I just – she's going to have to step up her game. Maybe yeah, she's better than fair. I give her credit for, but just these three old fillies are just – this is just a very weak crop, Paul, in my opinion. This whole year, the three old that's fillies fair. have been beating up each other and yeah. just – I don't know. They don't do much for me. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: Well, we'll see. Your I, thoughts, I, buddy, we got to see, we not see not with the speed
0: there, there could be some, some pretty
1: good speed in the, the distaff, which the could, which could set down. it up for we don't know who yet. But, you know, she's going to be coming. Whether she's good enough to get there is another story. But if there is the speed shows up, then then I'm not too far against Paul's idea.
0: Yeah um richard avalar said the same thing you're right howard why not put a different jock on who's your philly if he's not going to lead i don't i i didn't watch the break i can't remember if she broke slow or not i might have to watch she's them. she she yeah, doesn't she she's okay. not a,
1: she doesn't get the lead in races when there's a horse that's faster than her that's her problem she has she has to be faster and have a slow enough pace usually isn't this
0: horse gonna be a problem uh paul
1: no she are you, not, are you done be. with her
0: pete are you, yeah, i
1: I, her? I love her you know that she's she's one of my favorites Whatever but i, I, I think her, i think she may be on the i i did the okay. last two were were they they sort of put a put a i think nest in, is my,
2: more of a pro i think nest is more of a
0: problem i think she I, I don't a like any yeah she's four right yeah well yeah, do you I, see I,
1: the 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 project the at least the um the nominations for what's the what is that? Ah, oh, shoot! I'm forgetting which race it is. The, the older Bel- Philly. Dam- the Beldame at the, Belmont. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the nominations? Left that, that field looks fantastic. If even a oh, good really? chunk of them show know up, Nets yeah.
0: Going I there. So, I yeah. I mean,
1: all the big, all the big ones were in the is, nomination um, pool, whether they're going to go or not.
0: Is uh, shoot. Who's the horse I liked? It was a power pick that won at Belmont. An up and coming horse for um. Let me see if Mott. I can.
1: I um, just sent it to my. I sent. Oh, I have it right gosh, here. Hold so on, on. The
0: name. Who, if someone could tell me? Oh, she's driving me crazy. An up and coming. Nostalgic. Yes, thank you. Is nostalgic in that race.
1: Well, no. These are just. I mean, yes, in the nomination. So if you look at it, I'm not going to read them all, but you don't know. Claire, until Clairier, night, idiomatic, clair, idiomatic, Clarier, yeah. idiomatic, nest, nostalgic, randomized, secret oath. So. Oh, geez,
0: that's basically. That's a nice, of the staff right yeah. There. Yeah. plus oh, so don't forget about Darren Manor is probably going to go and she's very fast, but won't get a mile and eighth. I don't think it's Anita. Anyway, we, we we're digressing. We, we got two races to talk about. <coughs> Manor, let's talk about the breeders. Uh, let's talk about the Pennsylvania Derby guys. Um, we went back and forth on this show about Saudi crown. Some of us like Saudi crown more than others. Um, Saudi crown got the job done. I thought it was pretty impressive to be honest. The speed wasn't as crazy. She he uh, won he went, he went uh, was one point one um, to to one and one uh, paid four twenty. The, the the speed was decent. It was twenty three forty seven. I actually thought it'd be quicker. Reincarnate, I, I, look, finished sixth. We didn't like reincarnate. I guess I wasn't surprised at all. The reincarnate finished sixth. I don't think really any of us were. What I was surprised is that J.J. Hernandez didn't really seem intent on really sending him up close i mean he broke fine and he was like three wide the whole way i i that surprised me but that helped saudi crown so to me the two stories in this race are saudi crown and then how about pletcher's dreamlike the only horse that actually closed at all and maybe this horse is uh stepping up his game and maybe sent to the breeder's cup classic i don't know but dreamlike really ran huge in this race
1: Orma's just really that's another one who may just like the off the off ground yeah. two for two on the wet 472 Tomlinson rating if you care about that for, dream for dream Like. So is, when right I there, yeah. when I saw that I was like, ah oh, that's a that should have been a tip at least to throw that horse in at a, <laughs> Actually, at a decent price one
0: Pete. <laughs> oh, I, I see four one.
1: seven. I see four. Oh, that must have been. That's after <laughs> this race. Maybe does it change? I don't know if it changes. No, it doesn't it's, change. That's, it's four seventy-two no. on the on the regular one. If you scroll oh, really? down, and yeah, scroll down a second. Just curious. Oh, well, again, right. a gun runner. You know,
2: there's another gun runner.
0: Oh, that's a great call, to, Pete. I don't think it weird. changes. I thought no, I didn't a, think it changed. I thought that's but the yeah. number that stays. Well, anyway, um, your thoughts on Saudi Crown, Pete?
1: I I thought this race shook out the way I sort of mentioned on the show, which for once actually, you know, happens the way you think it's going to happen was I thought he was good enough to get, if he gets an uncontested lead, which he did, I thought he's good enough. he could be one of those horses that you, you have questions about how they're going to handle the distance. And then when they're there, they just kick away. And I mean, he, there was closing on him, but he kicked away and it looked pretty comfortable. Like I never looked like a loser in that race at all. And I don't know if he – I don't the – extra, the extra eighth might be too much. I don't know about the the classic for him. He'd be super dangerous in the mile, I have to admit that. It'd be fun to see Cody's Wish try and run him down as opposed to maybe some other horses we might see. But he just looked good. What else Pete can you Cox, say?
0: Cox did not commit to anything. They're going to take a look at the fields and make a decision uh i would be surprised if he doesn't go to a breeders cup race uh i'd the mile would be pervert for him i i i in fact i think i would suggest they go to the breeders cup mile there there could be a lot of speed in the classic and i don't know if he's that good but you know what no one paul is really that good so i could be wrong about that i think i don't <laughs> think either spot would be a bad decision to be honest
2: Howard, I got to tell you, if I had a bet, if I were a betting man, and of course, you know, I do this just for the sport of it, but yep. if I were a betting man, I would bet that horse lands in the Classic.
0: You know, they, Cox uh, also is proxy, right? Oh, no, that's uh, Sidham. I'm sorry. That's Sidham. Yeah.
2: They, you know, this okay. was a, another really good scene. You know, the owners are from Saudi Arabia, hence the name. Yeah. They flew over here for the Keeneland sales and stuck around for this race, and I'll tell you one thing and you'll be there. How They could not be any more excited if they win the classic than they were at winning the Pennsylvania Derby. Uh, they were just, it was, it was quite a scene, really good guy. His name is Faisal al Katani, and uh, just a real great gentleman to meet. And they were really exuberant, but he did say, you know, cause I asked him that question, right? You know, what about the classic? Yeah. And he said, uh, we we are here to assist, but the decisions will be made by our trainer Brad H. Cox, who's one of the best in the business.
0: Paul, I've got a weird question, and then we have to talk about the two races because I really wanted to just spend an hour today. We just looked more in a weird way, would it be better for Cody's wish to have Saudi Crown in the mile race? Because although he'd be a huge contender, it would create more speed and possibly set up better for Cody. So as a big fan of Cody's wish, Paul do you want Saudi crown in the mile race?
2: Um, I guess, I mean, I think Saudi crown is a serious horse. after seeing that the other day. I
0: agree.
2: Um, and I'll be honest with you, Howard, if Cody's wish rebounds Saturday, the way we hope he does, I don't think it will matter. Who's in the race.
0: (laughs) I love the car. No, honestly, I mean, well, could be we, right. we'll see. we went
2: into the Whitney universally agreeing he was the best dirt horse in training. Yes. So he ran an off race, you no know, stipulated, but you know, in the dirt mile we're you know, but, but I will say, you know, I wouldn't be rooting to run against Saudi crown. I think Saudi crown is uh, that's a good point. They do want to run him in the Saudi cup, but you know, that's November. Uh, you know, look at, these guys have been involved in racing in America for only a year. They went to Keeneland and bought a bunch of horses. Yeah. They wanna, you know, they wanna make their mark in U.S. racing. If they have a chance to run in the Breeders' Cup with this horse, they're gonna run in the Breeders' Cup with this. Pete, horse. I
0: suppose they could skip that and run in the Pegasus and then go to the Saudi Cup, which is the end of February. So, I mean, that'd be good spacing there. I just, this horse is really good. Just skipping the entire Breeders' Cup seems weird to me with this. Yeah. Hey, well, we'll, you know
1: you know me and Paul, we're old school. Run them in all three. What the There hell? you go.
0: Let's go old uh, There you go. All right, we've got three real quick races to talk about um, at Churchill. Everyone's like, three, what are you talking about? Can we just mention this race, uh, race four on yeah. Saturday? Race <laughs> four say, on is... Saturday, uh, Copper Missile is a horse that all of us have a small piece of uh, for Crownsway Racing. Kelsey Danner's done a great job with this horse. Adam Bashiza or his... Kyle calls him Adam Beshizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> that was for you, Kyle Roscoe. Uh, the biscuit. Yeah, the biscuit. Uh, this is a talented two-year-old, guys, and Crouseway was thinking about sending him to Keeneland in two weeks where I'm going to be there for the Breeders' Cup Winning, you're in uh, male two-year-old turf race. They decide to be a little more patient, um, but uh, this is a nice allowance race that he has a great chance of winning, so everyone check out race for Saturday and root on everyone here on the screen and Kyle Roscoe and Crownsway racing with copper missile, a very nice uh, two-year-old uh, out of copper bullet who won last time at Kentucky Downs. But guys, let's talk about the two races that we're really here to talk about, which is the two uh, breeders cup prep races. Here's the first one guys. So I make it bigger. Uh, this is the ACAC. It's so good. You got to say it twice. It's the ACAC. It's one mile, seven uh, horses. We do not have morning lines yet, uh, but you see on the screen there, this is a very nice field. This is a win and you're in, guys. A win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. So, Paul, obviously you have extremely strong interest in this race, as does, hold on a second, who's doing the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile for the podcast i
1: think i am i think oh, i, think you know I, am. I am. had to give cody's it to him it's cody's of course. wish
0: so I, I knew i gave it to you um let me go with the banners on the screen here here's our picks again we're just talking about 10 minutes guys on each race uh where are my picks here they are there they are scrolling at the bottom of the screen the first time everyone is seeing this in the group uh pete let's go to you first actually pete because you're the only one that is going with the four on top and that is stage raider uh, formerly Chad, now Sheree Devoe came off a huge win at Else with a ninety-six buyer, and that's who you're going with here.
1: By the way, I sent you the wrong number. It's it's four three five. I sent you the six. My that's okay. my bad. I will um, change it. Stage I did not have Skyro. I, I didn't. So there, so Skyro is definitely going to hit the hit the hit the board. Obviously now because I'm switching the picks. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a huge thank you. I'm not a huge fan of. Zozos, so, so, so even though in this race and i know we'll talk about it he has a, a sort of a pace advantage so i was looking at stage raider sherry sheree devoe just been she's been red hot in the last in the past five months four for 13 wins 10 for 13 in the money and graded stake so if you you know if you look at her overall for like the last five years it doesn't look as good but she's just been red hot she picked this horse up from chad brown he had two just. I don't. I don't know where those the races two and three back. Oops, apologies. I have to. Oh, excuse me. Sorry about no that. So two and three back. I, I don't Pete know. Would it be would
0: it fair to say, Pete, that he had a hiccup two and three back? I, I, I
1: yes, <laughs> that is funny. Are you with me there, I, Pete? All right. I, I, yes, I am actually, <laughs> okay. but I, I I don't know what caused that. I wish I knew what caused the hiccup. There would have been nice, but. Came back with her, you know, in that first race with first race with Cherie. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was 19 to one. Wasn't the greatest field in the world. Wasn't the greatest class. Popped a nice buyer. Looks like maybe just got back to where he was headed towards at the end of last year. And this was a horse who's, you know, he had some, you know, he lost the highly motivated. He popped some nice buyers. He looked like a, a horse that may be on the upswing. And then his year ended in July Came yeah. off the long layoff, threw in a couple clunkers. Who knows? I, I just think I don't love anybody in this field. So I'm having to assume this horse is going to be a little bit of a price too when we get the morning lines.
0: I chased this horse a few times last year. This was a complete money burner and a real disappointment for Chad. Yeah. Let's face it total money burner. I comp- you know, couldn't break well, just was supposed to be all that, and just never really panned out. And he did get a dream trip. We can't show the replay because, of course, it's a Churchill Downs uh, race. So anyway, um, but he got a perfect trip, but he broke well and did it well. Paul, you've got him second. I've got him third. He's a player here, Paul.
2: Yeah, I I could not have any more respect for a trainer. I think Sherry DeVoe is really good. Yeah, uh, I really great. do. I think she's really, really good. Uh, I just think that, I just think that Zozo's, because of his speed and this being a one-turn mile, I just think Zozo's has this field over a a real big barrel. Uh, but I, as, you know, I picked I picked the four seconds, so that's you know I I I agree, Pete. I I think you can make a really good case for the four. The improvement was notable. Uh, it would not it would not kill Cherie to to win with the horse that was formerly trained by Chad. Uh, (laughs) She, uh, you know, and again, um, I think Pete, you can look at the PPs and say, yeah, we know that she's coming off. uh, He was coming off a couple of clunkers, but really 19 to one at Ellis. Really?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's one of those after the
2: race, you are like, huh? I I think that toss is worth 19 to
0: one. I well, think his so. form yeah. was really yeah. bad, Paul, and then people saw Chad off. Well,
2: so, two races. There was two races, and well, the five out of six, six out of seven before that were all good.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, he, he definitely surprised the betters on that day. Paul, I agree with you. I think Zozos is going to be really tough to beat here. There's not a lot of speed, unless Cattle River goes nuts on the outside. That's my only concern. Unless Cattle River, who actually runs well at Churchill, but I've never been a fan of Cattle River, and I'll show the PPs of him. Unless Cattle River just goes nuts and sends hard, Zozos is wiring this field. You know Drew's not taken back. I think Zozos is really good, and with all due respect to Cody, and I hope Cody wins the mile. If Saudi Crown doesn't go to the dirt mile, we don't know who else is going. I think this horse is a very nice horse, and it is a deserved... Challenge to Cody's wish in the dirt mile, assuming he runs well Saturday, Paul.
2: I I don't have any argument. That, I I have no argument with that. I, I do think, uh, you know, being a speed horse, uh, this one turn setup is better for him. But you could argue it's better for Cody's wish as well. So, yeah. you know, they're both going to be running two turns at Santa Anita. Although, you know, Cody's wish got it that I think. The two-turn race at Keeneland is is very difficult for a horse like Cody's Wish, which makes that win, you know, over Cyberknife impressive. But no, Howard, I, I would agree. Uh, I think this horse is a is a big-time contender. Uh, if if he wins this race, he's seven for eleven lifetime. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, he has won outside of Churchill. He went to Fairgrounds and won. So yeah, yeah. I I have no argument with that. My
0: old, my old favorite Derby horse, Obezos, is in here. Three Technique is a nice horse for the coach, uh, not Dwayne Lucas, but coach. Uh, no, Parker no is.
2: longer, no longer. They got this horse claimed way, Oh, way it's back. not
0: Parcells anymore. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, the last thing I'll say about Zozo's guys, then we're gonna move on. If people are concerned about that last race, that the Island was was um um Tra, uh, not Travers, there. Haskell was was that that was Haskell. No, that wasn't Haskell Day. No,
2: it wasn't Haskell Day. It I was, take it uh, back. But the inside, here's
0: my point. The inside has not been great at Monmouth. And if you don't believe me, go watch Search Results last win, who I loved at Churchill, because Search Results also went to lead and didn't do well at Monmouth. For some reason, the inside's not been good at Monmouth. So I'm not going to take too much out of that Monmouth race. It was also a slow pace. I don't, it was weird. Wayland Springs won. I don't know. I just... I trust Zozo's much more Churchill in this spot, in my opinion. I think he's going to be tough to beat if he runs this race, guys. Hey, watch uh, real quick. O, o Bezos. Yep. I
1: just wanted to mention because I, I almost put that horse in my top three. He runs really well off first off layoffs. So even okay. though, you know, he could be, you know, he could be sharp for whatever reason. Maybe that's just something he likes. And it's not a long layoff this time, but still maybe it could be something to look at if he's a half decent price.
0: Uh, let's go to the last race we're talking about tonight, which is race 10. That's a nice double, the AKAC and the Lucas Classic, by the way. Race 10, there's our picks on the bottom of the screen. Everyone has seen them for the first time. This is not a win in your in for the Breeders' Cup Classic, but you would have to believe some of these horses, if they feel they're good enough and the connections feel they're good enough, they will go to the Breeders' Cup Classic. This is a very nice race. It's a grade two. $500,000 is the purse, a mile and eighth. And guys, this is a really good field. There's a lot of really nice handicapped horses. I know the handicap division is a little bit down this year, but there are many good ones in here. You see the field and you see our picks on the screen. Let's go to you first, Paul. You and Pete are both going to Roll and roll. I'm guessing Roll and roll is the morning line favorite. We don't know, but I'm going to guess and roll is the more line favorite i'm going to say a soft more line favorite at, i'll say five to two three to one would be a complete guess paul what is it you like about rattle and roll in the lucas classic saturday night
2: you know it's kind of ironic how and i was dead against this horse last time at saratoga in the jockey club at uh seven to five or eight to five Uh, i'm not not really a a huge fan of this horse per se. Nothing, no particular reason, but you know, I think if you other than that last race, which was off a little bit of a layoff and and I, I just, I I don't know. I just don't think was spotted. Well, he, he's pretty honest, you know, eight wins, two seconds, two thirds uh, you know, that's 12 out of 20 on the board. He shows up. uh, He's definitely a horse for course, three wins, a second and a third at Churchill. Uh, I think this is the right distance. Uh, wasn't going to close at a mile and a quarter at Saratoga uh, on on that track, uh, you know, the way that track plays. Uh, I think a mile and an eighth is the distance. Uh, I just think the horse is just – I agree with you uh, on the quality of the field, and I see you have our friend picked on top, and you can <laughs> – you, I'm sure you would uh, at least thought about separation papers, but you've resisted signing them. So, and I, by the way, I had a long conversation with myself about doing the same thing, trust me. So, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's the right spot, the right distance for rattle and roll. Um, I, you know, I agree with you on the quality of the field, Howard, but I, I am if. If when I go to bet the Breeders' Cup Classic in the Breeders' Cup betting challenge, if I have any money left at that point, I won't be worried about anyone in this race beating me.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Paul. These are nice horses. I don't think Roll and roll Pete is like a Breeders' Cup Classic major threat, but he's as honest as the day is long. And I agree with Paul. I like the turn back for this horse. He's done well, at, varied well at Churchill. I'm sure you are going to mention that. So sorry to steal your thunder. Six out of six, but guys, in the money for rail and roll. This is just a really good spot, and I'm expecting a big race from him, and, uh, Pete, on Saturday. Although I don't have him on top, but I have him second.
1: Yeah, I mean, he. one thing if you look, if you expanded his PPs all the way out, he runs crap first off a layoff every single time. So if you look at that last race and you're a little disappointed in it, and, and like Paul said, I don't think any of us really liked him in that spot anyway, but he's run pretty poorly. First off the layoff each of, I think the four times he's done it in his career. So if you look at that and say, okay, he got that one in, that was his clunker. Now he gets back to the form he was showing before that. Then I think he might just be better than the horses in this race. And, and it comes down to that. And there's enough speed in here for him to have something to close into.
0: Yeah. He's, he's, ext- I don't want to show works. Sorry about that. Although if you want to see the works, there they are, everyone. Um, let's talk about the nine guys. I, you know, this is a horse that I have some history with, as I think you guys know, American revolution. This is a horse last year who finished two really good seconds to Olympiad who guys, I think we would agree. Olympiad would be the breeders cup classic favorite this year. Um, he was really good. And then, uh, you know they ran him in the cigar. Sorry, they they didn't run him after. that. I think he had a bit of a hiccup, if I recall, because I wanted to see him in the Breeders Cup Classic, even though I don't think he was going to win. But I, I mentioned him as a Breeders Cup Classic contender at the time. Other than Flightline, um, he went away a long time, and I almost brought up the video guys, but I did not like him and the Evan Shipman. We talked about him, if you guys remember that day, where I was like, "Where has he been?" He's his. We're going to talk about his works in a second. I, there was a million things I didn't like about it. Here's my feeling, Pete and Paul. Two things. First of all, this is a horse. And I was like, Howard, what the heck are you talking about? He's not a gelding, Okay. And this is, when, this is China Horse Club and Windstar. Paul, don't you think if this horse couldn't run anymore, he'd go right to the breeding shed? That's my opinion, at least. Pletcher must see something in the morning where he's convinced this horse can still run. And I'm not going to doubt Pletcher in that situation. And I brought up the works. Guys, let me talk about the works because this is the last major thing we're going to talk about tonight. I think it's very important. I'm going to show all the works. And I realize not everyone on the screen will be able to see this because it's a little bit small. Let me make this a little bigger. But this horse has never been like a fast – I'm going to go one more bigger here. This, fast is... this horse has never been a really fast workhorse, okay? However – If you look really carefully, there was a break in his last from June 22nd to July 13th. And then he worked, he was working really slow, like July 13th, 52 and four. What? And then he ran, you know, a decent breeze going into the last race. But guys, look what's happened since his last race. Breezing every week, 49 breeze, 49 breeze, 102 breeze. 102 breeze, and then a maintenance work. He's worked steadily since that last race, and he's not a fast workhorse, but he's been working better and steadily. And it just feels to me, guys, like he's primed and ready again for a big race. And I just personally think that if this horse couldn't run anymore, they wouldn't run him here. So he might bomb out. And I also think we're going to get a decent price. I think we might get five, six to one here, guys. And so at a decent price, I'm hoping he's got leone who's can be, I hope, aggressive on this horse and put him into the game. This is one of these horses, Pete and Paul, where either I'm very right or very wrong. I'm going to take my chance that he can run back to one of his better races. Paul, your thoughts first, then we'll talk to Pete on this horse.
2: I, I think it's all plausible. Uh, I'm not positive he loves Churchill. Um, but I think that's all plausible. And, you know, if we want to, if, if there are any craps players out there, you know if you bet the come line and and craps you know you you kind of you it's speculation right speculation yeah. of of what's coming and and i yeah. honestly think that's what pletcher's doing here uh i think pletcher wants to find out if this horse is still as good as he was and this frankly is a good spot to do it um this horse could go to the breeders cup classic out of this race he could never run again out of this race or anything in between In
0: my opinion. Pete, your thoughts on American Revolution, then we'll end the show.
1: Uh, I got two quick ones. I'll just say the one thing I, in his favor, which I looked at was last year when he came off the long layoff from December to June, he sort of ran a bit of a clunker in the blame. And then came back and ran probably you know one of his two best races in yep. the Foster. So maybe he needed that one tightener, and then he great, was ready great. next out, and he lost to Olympiad on this track with a you know a great buyer and a great you see that one thirty time for him, which is fantastic. And then the other thing, the other thing on the negative side, I found a weird stat: Todd Pletcher zero for fifteen on the win end with four-year-old and up horses in graded stakes on dirt at Churchill. So take that for what you will, but. I just thought that one was funny. I mean, you know, when I see those zeros for the top trainers with a little bit of a sample size, it always catches my eye.
0: He's always struggled a little bit, Churchill. Um, Pete, you know I have a ton of respect for your stats, and it's, it's it's a fair stat. I just don't think he usually sends his best, you know, to Kentucky. I mean, he's in New York guide mainly, and his yeah. best but, – but that's the interesting question. Well, I'm with this, and I'm going to take American Levin – By the way, there's not a lot of speed. I I have five-star general actually in third because I think he could just hang around for a piece even though I don't think he's going to win. There's just not a lot of speed in this race, guys, as I go ahead and bring us all back on screen. You got Happy American on the inside. It's a really interesting race. Um, The Jockey Club Gold Cup is this weekend, Paul, right, at Belmont. So I find it a bit odd that Todd goes to Kentucky instead of that race. Unless Todd is bright future running uh, is a problem in that race?
2: Isn't the wood is the Jockey Club Gold Cup this is the Woodwood? Isn't the Woodwood this weekend?
0: Uh I'm gonna have to look it up. But <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there, so I'll know at some point. T- Todd must be separating his better ones, right? Like why would he send this one to Kentucky? It's a little bit weird to me. Yeah, well I
2: again I think it's there. the right spot if you want to find out. One interesting point about him though. You know, Dr. Ardito won that. Evan Shipman uh, took some money in the Park's Dirt Mile and ran a horrible on Saturday. And Whelan Springs was also entered in that Park's Dirt Mile, who I thought was a was a player, and scratched. So uh, Whelan Springs scratched out of the Dirt Mile. Dr. Ardito, who American Revolution ran with last time, and American Revolution did not run well in that race, as you predicted, Howard. But Dr. Ardito, who won that race, Came back to run poorly on Saturday. Whatever that's worth.
0: I'm trying to find people. The Woodward
1: is the your... Woodward is this weekend, and it, it looked the field yeah. isn't isn't super. Yeah. Pletcher has Grand Sonata in the probables, but the, again, this is just the the probables from yeah. Horse Racing Nation. Grand Sonata, Zandon is in it. Your horse, O'Connor. There you go, Howard. That's your. What you, that's, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, O'Connor's oh, back. The, the, the fastest, fastest horse.
2: horse from Southern America. Fastest Irish named. Horse from southern South America of all time. Is that the word? Isn't
0: um? And then Algiers okay. is going to be in it. So the Jockey Club Gold Cup guys, is is the following week. Correct. Well, That's on turf. Wait a minute. What am I? What am I looking at here? No, I, I must be. I, okay, I'm. I'm just yeah. totally wrong.
2: Algiers is interesting. They're going. They well, want They, to go run, the they
0: ran the jockey. I'm so screwed up, guys. They, they ran, ran the Jockey Club at Saratoga this year. Right. Anyway, well, anyway, Algiers, why did he uh, run in the Woodward? I guess is the question. Yeah, the they want to
2: go Revolution. to the. Cl- Pete, they want to go to the class. They're shipping Algiers over with the intention. Yeah, of going we we talked about that classic. before you we came on.
1: Yeah, that. yeah. We I I like that horse too, Paul. I think that would need to be dangerous. Yeah, I hope he runs well this weekend. I do
0: too, guys. As we wrap up the show again, we got a lot of things going on on the channel. We have Keeneland only power picks. Look below the video player, guys, for information about Keeneland only power picks. You need to go to our. Uh, website hhhracingpodcast.com and I heard a rumor I heard a rumor that the winner of the grade one gamble (laughs) this spring at Keelan is an author of the power picks who would that be Pete um oh yes Paul Halloran will be authoring some of those power picks and Pete and myself will be authoring the rest of them as well Tomorrow night, we've got Ben and Booze, and they're covering all the big prep races at Belmont. And then Thursday, we are covering all the big prep races for the Breeders' Cup at Santa Anita for their opening weekend. And Santa Anita, guys, stole a little thunder from Jim Goodman at Keelan because Santa Anita is now going to have a $3 all-turf pick three. I don't know if you guys heard about that. They also have a $1 pick six. That's not a rainbow six. They're bringing back a more traditional uh, pick six at Sanita. And the last thing I'll mention, guys, is for any of you that are interested in the Breeders' Cup, there are big-time European Breeders' Cup preps that are happening this Friday morning, this Saturday morning, this Sunday morning, next week. We're going to have Davey Lane, guys, cross our fingers. Once again, one of the best shows of the year that I look forward to, to give us intel on the Euros and uh, right before the Breeders' Cup. But again, to get a head start, guys, and we're previewing some of the Breeders' Cup races on our power picks. Uh, you might want to check those out because there's big races in Europe also, guys, this weekend.
1: Yeah, Mike Austin just asked if we'll be handicapping the ARC. We won't
0: necessarily be handicapping wee. it, but it is one. We, 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 we. Keep an eye on it. In The um, Last thing I want to mention is we are going to have, and I haven't announced this yet, guys, to everyone. We are going to have an exclusive Breeders' Cup package power picks that we're selling separately. From our power picks. We're going to be covering all 14 races, wagering strategies. We've done power picks every year uh, that has the Breeders' Cup in it, but we are doing exclusively Breeders' Cup only power picks, guys. It's going to take a lot of work. We're very excited to present that. That information will be made to the public in a few weeks, uh, Pete and Paul, but uh, I know we're each taking a bunch of races and our bet and boozing guys are each taking a race, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I know Matt Bernier has mentioned this many times, but he much prefers the Breeders' Cup over the Kentucky Derby. And Paul, as much as a thrill the Brewers, oh. uh, the Kentucky Derby was for us as first timers last year, as a whole event, I got to say oh. the Breeders' Cup is my favorite.
2: Oh, it's not even a discussion. I mean, yeah, you know, I love the Derby. I loved being there. I loved seeing Cody's Wish run running the undercard. But you know, the the, the I look. I put it to you this way. The Derby is for everyone else, and the Breeders' Cup is for the horse players.
0: Michael Austin, thurs, our Thursday show is – is actually, we're not handicapping opening day Friday um, for the San Nita. No, we're neither one of those. Uh, uh, Paul, I agree with you. Pete, final thoughts on anything this weekend at Churchill, anything you saw at Parks, the Breeders' Cup, anything in your world personally that you want to mention before I wrap up the show?
1: No, no, nothing, nothing horse wise. I think we know Penn State Scott. I will not be at the Breeders' Cup, unfortunately, unless I somehow qualify for the BCBC in the next month or, or month. You got and time, change. Pete. You got I, time. Ch- I, I choked a few weeks ago in the in my in my qualifier that I was in. So we shall see. Uh, I wish on on air, my son Jackson, happy twelfth birthday on this past hey, Sunday. Hey, so how he was it? It was great. I mean, you know, he's spoiled, so he gets lots of presents. He likes that. We had some one of his friends over in their family, so it was good. He's 12 now. His next stop is teenage wow. years, so, you know, getting old, man, getting old. I feel <laughs> your pain, Pete.
2: Pain. <laughs> I, know,
0: I know
1: you do, Paul. <laughs>
0: No, yeah, you know. I remember. I remember <laughs> meeting Jackson for the first time on the show. He's just a little tyke, and now he's, you know, he's a young, a young man. I, I think this would be a teenager yeah. for me to call someone a young man, but he's a growing boy, soon growing to be a boy. young man, teenager. It's pretty crazy, Pete, isn't it? I don't want to make you I mean, no, it is
1: because it's, it, you know, he was, uh, I think he popped on probably when I, not too long after we joined. Thank you, Richard. I'll, there you go, I'll, Richard. I'll, I'll show that to him. He loves it. He loves a little shout out. He's a, you know, he's a glory whore like his dad. So, you know, he likes being on the screen. So he'll <laughs> he, love I think,
0: that. Uh, I think before the Breeders' Cup, we'll have a few shows where we have some weekends that are a little quieter. We'd love to bring him on and he, he had, he made a great, uh, Father's Day present for you or the last Father's Day, right? Where he, yeah, he put together a video of your favorite horses. It's really cool. Maybe yeah, it was him awesome. on uh, the next few weeks if he's willing. Yeah, we'll, we'll do sure that. He, he, that. He's he's more than happy like. to
1: talk on camera, he'll love it.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he's a Visco, he loves to talk and we talk, love to talk. talk right?
1: We never shut up. That's why me and Paul, when it's just us on the show, it could go on for six, seven hours. We love it.
0: All right. Well, I got to get back to uh, doing some schoolwork, and the Cubs are we're winning, as uh, someone said, and they're in the middle of a a playoff chase here until they make the playoffs and then lose in the first game of the card. But anyway, we can all hope, uh, for my wonderful co-host Pete Visco, Paul Howard, this has been your host, Howard Kravitz episode 292, right? 292 of the HHH. Is that right? I just lost. I think that's 292. Right. 292 yep. of the HHH racing podcast. We got a lot going on on this channel. So please make sure you subscribe Tell all your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, it is going to be a wild, fun ride, guys, the next about 37 days leading in to the Breeders' Cup at beautiful San Mita in Arcadia, California. Crush your bets this Saturday at Churchill Downs. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Good night.